0: Morning, warning, warning, warning.
1: Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you?
0: It's the Police Officers Association of Michigan podcast radio show, recorded live from our studios in Redford, Michigan. Home is a full-service labor organization formed to provide every labor-related service from negotiations, grievance processing, legal and legislative representation to Act 312 arbitrations. Hi, this is Ed Jocks on the Michigan Police Information Network, and today I'm going to be interviewing uh, John Barr. John Barr is a full time business agent and also a research analyst for the Police Officers Association of Michigan. Uh, Currently, he's representing the Detroit EMS bargaining unit, and from that unit, I have paramedic Joe Barney. Joe Barney is POEM's designated representative. Um, And we're going to talk to Joe about what his duties are going to be here at POEM to assist John Barr in the organization and and how he's going to hopefully try to improve communication with the members and service the members. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. John, talk about work release for union members and that's exactly why we are lucky enough to have Joe in the office for a significant amount of time every week. Very few bargaining uh, units have that. Some of the larger units, uh, those things have been negotiated where there's an actual work release um, versus maybe some union time that's accommodated in to some of our smaller units. Can you talk about that and, in particular, uh, the relation, uh, the contract language that allows us to, to have Joe Barney here?
2: Sure. The contract for the EMS personnel does have a work release for a designated representative, and we have designated Joe Barney to be that designated representative to handle more or less the daily duties or daily chores that uh, they have to do, according to grievances, uh, discipline, uh, the whole gamut.
0: And because this unit is, I know at one time, Joe, I think it was close to 300, but maybe it's about 210 or 215 now.
1: Actually, our numbers have dipped below 200. I think we're in the range of about 180 to 190. At one time, we were well over 300 just a few years back.
0: Yeah. And in order to accommodate uh, uh, that high of a number of employees, especially with with the specialized work that the the EMS uh, uh, personnel do... Uh, it almost requires a full time uh, person to assist a business agent like John.
2: Absolutely, it yeah. does. One of the things is that Joe has just been here now uh, at doing this for a two week period because we had some uh, disagreement with the city that was finally straightened out. So we went without a designated representative in the office here for a period of um, close to three months.
0: Joe, uh, why don't you go ahead and just give us a little bit of a, your biography, and you know, and what your work experience has been, and you know, sort of what you're bringing to the table here.
1: Okay, well, I bring to the table. I'm a paramedic. I've uh, served under, in the Detroit Fire Department since uh, 1993. Uh, prior to that, I worked in management for a private EMS uh, agency. I've worked for a number of private EMS agencies, hospitals, in addition to work for two other municipality fire, municipal fire departments. And I'm very pleased to be serving as the uh, representative of our group. John,
0: while we're, you know, having a little history lesson here, why don't you just give us your experience as well, too? I know it's extensive in the city of Detroit. We're now... You're working very closely with the city of Detroit again, so why don't you just give us your experience quickly.
2: Well, I started in 1971 as an alternate steward and through the years steward, uh, chief steward, executive board member, grievance committee member, and since 1986 till the time I retired in uh, January 2nd of 2004, uh, I did 17 and a half years full time. That was what my job every day was. And yes, I dealt with the city of Detroit as a c- city of Detroit police officer. And so my experience with the city of Detroit has uh, evolved over that time. When uh, Bill Birds, asked me if I would take the Detroit group, I felt like jumping right back into it because of my experience with the city. And so here I am.
0: What are, what are going to be the qualities necessary for, you know, uh, Joe Barney and yourself to be effective in this position? Kind of a unique position, dealing, you know, working with the city of Detroit for this kind of a very exclusive group of employees.
2: Well, the qualities are you have to want to do it is the main thing. Yeah. And Joe has shown this. Joe has come up with ideas, which he will probably explain. Because in the long run, I am the overseer, if you will, as opposed to the day-to-day operations. Joe will be taking uh, care of the day-to-day operations. I will be assisting in the negotiation, uh, grievances and that, but he will be doing the grunt work, if you will.
0: Right, and I want to remind our listeners as well, too, John, that behind you there's a whole other level of support and resources available Uh, for contract negotiations or even uh, uh, serious arbitrations as well, too.
2: Absolutely. You know, I've served uh, as panel members on uh, several arbitrations uh, in the past, so we certainly know how uh, how it works. However, let me tell you, I would rather sit down, settle a contract, than go to arbitration because you don't want to put it into a third person's uh, decision-making. You'd rather know what you had in your pocket rather than guess what's going to go into your pocket.
0: Well, you know, and I, I've, I've heard that for many, many years, but I don't know that that's ever been more true than in today's economy. Absolutely. Joe, listen, uh, you've been here, I think, seven or eight days now. And I know you had to work the streets, one of them. So you've maybe got five or six days into the office here. Why don't you tell us about how the first week has been Uh, I know I've sat down and worked with you a little bit, and I also want to acknowledge that Ray Burch has come into the office to try to help us uh, get going here as well, too. So we appreciate Ray's help.
1: Thank you. You know, when we first sat down and uh, I became aware that I was going to sit down and uh, perform in the capacity I am, I had to sit down and take a look at where we were deficient as a group, uh, that being Detroit EMS and its technicians, uh, relative to the union. And what I found is that our infrastructure was severely hampered and, if you will, broken. And one of my chief goals uh, was to repair this because for us to be effective in dealing with the city in the day-to-day operations, uh, we have to have a structured uh, manner of doing business, and it just doesn't exist, especially since we had a long period of time where we didn't have anybody from our group really representing us. Uh, So one of the first things I think that we're deficient in is communications. There's been a lack of communications uh, to the field personnel from the union itself. And so uh, effective this last week, I began typing a new uh, union newspaper and uh, that should be hitting the streets I'm projecting within the following week. Uh, In addition, I found that we're deficient uh, with our stewards. That we weren't uh, working as a symbiotic unit together. Your stewards are the teeth of your union, and that they need to get out there, and they're the they're the bread or the meat and potatoes of your group. They're going to be in the street dealing with that member, and then if they can't handle at that level, then they they should be calling the union, obviously, and then we go from there. So what I wanted to do is uh, set up a union workstation in every station. And uh, in there, it'll have forms readily available for any member at any time to uh, access, fill out their forms. Uh, in addition, we're going to have a copy of every contract. Now, I know that we've just got online with the uh, POM website, and we have some forms downloaded there in addition to the contract, but given the status of a lot of our stations, a lot of people don't have access to a computer. So you still have to have these materials available readily, and I found that we were deficient in that area. So every station will have a union workstation with a contract, all the forms, a bulletin board, and I'm projecting that that should get online within the next week as well. Uh, your uh, un- your newspaper will be uh, on every uh, bulletin board in addition to being online. Uh, as far as the stewards, I my plan with that is to sector up the city amongst the eight stewards that we have and projecting uh, the amount of uh, stations in addition to some other areas we want to put some service stations stewards will be responsible two to three stations and from that point on they'll they'll service those particular three stations and make sure the forms are there the forms are getting picked up and the people are being serviced i mean the number one issue we have is customer service and our customers are going to be serviced mainly our members
0: well i gotta i gotta say too that um I know I've been in there with you, and and Ray has as well, too, and I appreciate uh, those short-term and long-term goals that you just gave us. But we've been very busy going through, I think, about a dozen boxes of sort of random uh, stuff. I mean, some of it important, some of it not very important. Policies, procedures, previous grievances, personnel files, everything else. It's been boxed here for quite a while, but we've gone through it, um, separated it out, and... Um, Where are we at on that? We're almost done finishing off all of that information. There was a ton of it.
1: We do have about 20 years of files, and uh, these files were not kept in any particular order. They were just basically thrown into a file cabinet. Uh, There was a significant amount of paperwork. Yourself, Mr. Burt, sat down, and uh, we've been going through the paperwork. We're still going through the paperwork. As we're going through the paperwork, we began to uh, assign everybody a file here and it's alphabetized, so whenever there's any paperwork with your name on it, it will go into your file. In addition to grievances being tracked, uh, what i found is a lot of the grievances that had been filed previously, there was uh, uh, really no tracking of the grievances, and and at this point I'm still trying to track all of these grievances because it was not being tracked in an orderly manner and files were not being maintained. So I'm still working on that, but we've made tremendous progress. I'd say we went through about three-quarters of the files, and everybody now has a file with their name on it here at the Palm.
0: Good. Um, and I want to reiterate that any grievances that have emanated from POEM have been followed through on in a timely manner and, and are organized. There's a lot of previous stuff that was there from the previous union and, and, and for, for a, a time period uh, before uh, POEM was filing the grievances ourselves so
2: if you don't mind Ed I would like yeah. to just say a word about the steward churchship uh, sure. the stewardships will be there will be one steward for days one nights one days two nights two that's um, wait a minute I think there's two per, there's two. two for each of those so that would be eight, eight. stewards right uh, two for days one two for days two and so on right Once the new shift takes place, we will be deciding how to uh, go about having stewards for those shifts. There are current stewards. However, I don't believe the membership has voted on them necessarily, all of them. Some have been replaced without asking to be replaced. So the membership will, at the start of the new period, be allowed to anybody who wants to uh, be a steward will be allowed to express their interest in it and if more than one person for any of those uh, jobs come up. In other words, if we had three people, we will have an election on days two, for example, because three people expressed an interest. The other part of that is if that person becomes a steward and they leave on the next rotation to another shift, they will lose their stewardship because yeah. that's what the people who will elect them expect. They're uh, asking for a person from their shift, and he can't operate from a different shift. So we will be redoing the stewardship.
3: Hi, I'm Sarah from payroll, and I want to get on the La Fontaine employee discount.
2: Uh, we don't have a Sarah in payroll.
3: Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm Michelle from HR. Nope. Laura from sales.
0: You do realize that everyone gets a LaFontaine employee discount this month, right? You don't have to be an employee.
3: Frank the janitor. The annual employee discount for everyone event is back and in full effect at LaFontaine Buick GMC on M59 in Highland. Where you can get a 12,000 mile per year lease on a new 2010 Buick LaCrosse for just $269 a month for 39 months with just $19.99 due at signing, or get a 12,000 mile per year lease on a new 2010 GMC Sierra for just $313 a month for 48 months with $15.99 due at signing, or get 0% financing for up to 72 months. That's $269 for a Buick LaCrosse, $313 for a GMC Sierra. You won't beat these deals anywhere. Call 866 LaFontaine. That's 866 la Offer ends August 31st, 2010. Sing it, girls. LaFontaine, the family
0: deal. John, how closely will you and Joe be working together?
2: Well, every day that Joe is in the office, we will be working together.
0: And Joe, what's uh, is, have you got a locked-in schedule, or why don't you give us the best possible, or,
1: uh, or you know, give us... Well, I work the streets one day a week okay. per the bargaining agreement, and that day of the week will be Thursday. After September 14th, I will be on the streets working in a, as a, in the capacity of a paramedic on Tuesdays. Otherwise, Monday through Friday, other than the work day, I will be in this office and working. I'll be available to members. I have members coming to meet me this afternoon, in fact. And then, uh, you know, I wouldn't uh, rule out some Saturdays as well. I know that I bet last Saturday I was downtown handling some business. I had to travel downtown twice. Right. So, you know, really uh, at this point I want to emphasize that while I may only be in the office four days a week here and I'm out on the street, this is a 24-hour operation that's running now. And, of course, you need to contact your steward if there's a problem. And if you feel that your steward's not sufficiently handling your problem, I suggest that you contact me immediately so we can... Uh, handle this business. Again, what I want to say is that handling the business of the customer is paramount, and that's what we want to do here.
0: Let's talk about the grievances a little bit. I want to make sure that the members aren't confused about how they should file a grievance. We have stewards now that are capable of filing grievances and have forwarded them on. But it's very, very important that you know, POM, It'd be notified of that grievance. I want to make sure that, you know, all the dots are being
2: connected with the stewards and everything. So to my knowledge, as of this point, the grievances filed by the stewards have been forwarded to me. Okay. The Then after they get to a certain point, then we will take over and have a fourth level meeting. Um, the meeting process is kind of ludicrous in the contract and You know, I don't want to point fingers at whoever negotiated a contract like that before, but it is kind of a ludicrous uh, situation.
0: And I I want to emphasize to members that at any time they can call the POEM office just to check on the status of their own grievance, right? Correct. You know, John, you have a wealth of experience in enforcing collective bargaining agreements, and you've conducted seminars on behalf of POEM members involving their grievance procedure. Can you just... Can you give us some solid advice on the process?
2: Well, not just with the POAM. That's what I did uh, was the majority of my work for 17 and a half years with the Detroit Police Officers Association. I ran the grievances. I uh, filed the grievances, all the steps of the grievance procedure. One of the things is that you always want to write a grievance. And this is more for a steward, but you always write a grievance as though an arbitrator is going to see it. And this is what the last thing the arbitrator is going to do is read this while before he makes his decision. But you want to stick just to the facts and just go into what it was as simple as can be. You don't want to draw it out. But it's very important. One of the things is, uh, that was brought up to me is about my returning phone calls. The funny thing about my returning phone calls is the people who are saying I'm not returning phone calls are the same people three months ago were calling me directly on the cell phone. Now they're not calling me on the cell phone. Call me in in the office phone after hours and telling me I'm not returning phone calls. I'm sorry. Call the office. I will return the phone calls. If you do have my cell phone number and you call me, I answer those cell phones.
0: I know you do. And that's one of the golden rules uh, at POEM is phone calls get returned promptly. Absolutely. Right. You know, Joe, in the past, you've been sort of your own best advocate. uh, And maybe that was back with the previous union where you had to be. But I know there's some things that uh, you've done to be effective. Uh, Can you just share a little bit of that with with the members?
1: Oh, most definitely. You know, up until approximately two years ago, I, I represented myself just about in every issue I had with the city. And what I found, uh, and I, I learned this through working in management in the private EMS system, but what I found is docu- documentation is the most important thing that you can do. Okay, I'll give you an instance uh, this last week. I had a situation, and a gentleman was not happy with the situation. I asked him what truck he was in. He didn't know what truck he was in, and he expected me to, you know, file a complaint, but here's a guy that worked in a truck all day, didn't know what truck he was in so you know what I have learned is that when you see a problem that's present you need to document that that problem whether it's uh, keeping track of phone calls the content of the phone calls a run number that you're on or a specific CAD number say a supervisor comes up to you and you had a situation with them you should be keeping a log of this and you should be uh, basically your own little timestamp if you will in your logbook that at 1830 hours I spoke with Captain so-and-so And what I found is there are a lot of uh, avenues for you as just a technician to, uh, you know, keep management accountable. I mean, I, I for years just wrote my own letters and sent them to either the law department, you know, you could send a letter to human resources. But you know, when you're dealing with the union, we'll handle that for you. But you know, for me to be effective, for our stewards to be effective, you yourself have to do some of the homework, and you have to keep detailed notes. So when we sit down, and let's say we do uh, actually write up a grievance, or if you have an issue that needs to go to the law department, we can actually give them detailed uh, information, and you know, some of that information speaks for itself. It's irrefutable if it's a fact, and uh, you know, they go back. Several months, and then this date, this time, this is what happened, and they can track that. Well, several months, unless you've taken a note, you don't recall that. I'm sorry, you know, nobody has that great a memory with date times. So, you know, the the most important thing you can do to help your steward out, to help your union, to help you, is to go ahead and and document and document and document. And if there's a a, a serious enough problem, call your student steward immediately so we can get on top of that. Yeah,
0: and I want to clarify too. Um, we can tie this whole thing together. John said, uh, you know, write that grievance, expecting an arbitrator to look at it. But he also said, keep it keep it simple. And you said to make sure to document. And, and because if that grievance eventually goes to arbitration, if it doesn't get settled, it's going to go to arbitration. Then all that information that you talked about is going to be very, very important. And if it's six months before uh, you get in front of an arbitrator on that particular thing, that information may be important. But... As John said, we may not, I, we just don't want all that information in the grievance. That's stuff that's going to support our grievance when we're in front of an arbitrator.
2: As to the grievance itself, it probably isn't important. What is important is that when you're testifying as to what happened, that's not all in the grievance because it could go on for pages and pages right. and pages. What right. is the violation is what is in, that's that, it. in that grievance. But just let me tell you when you're writing something down, don't write it somewhere where an arbitrator can look at it because I've been in many, 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 many arbitrations over the years. And when somebody starts looking at notes to refresh their memories, that's open for both sides. So don't be like writing little comments on that piece of paper, too, <laughs> if, if you don't want an arbitrator or the other side to see what your little comments are.
0: Uh, I'm sure there's some, uh, probably some pretty funny stories uh, that can back yes, that up. Yes, there are. <laughs> Joe, uh, you talked to Chief James this morning on a different subject, but he mentioned that grievances need to appear a certain way. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, Chief James uh, just conveyed that uh, they will not be accepting grievances by DEMSA. They've been uh, informed by the city that they are not to accept grievances by DEMSA. The only grievances that they will accept are grievances that have POM on them.
0: Now in the past, John, I know we have I don't want people to get too nervous, but we've had grievances filed under POAM slash DEMSA. In 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 as long as they say POAM on it, they're gonna they're gonna have to answer those. But the reason is is because POAM is the certified business representative for the
2: group. That's correct. Through Merck. That's correct. And just to put it in perspective, on July second, I had a meeting with uh, the executive commissioner, uh, labor relations, EMS, the, everybody. And I told them we would quit using, the. make sure that the grievance form that comes in does not have the logo of DEMSA on it. And the ones that they were using had the logo of DEMSA and the logo of the POAM, which is not really the one that we have on the website. Uh, and that grievance uh, form is not to be used, but there's a, a little bit of um, issue, not over that, but uh, and I think we're handling it.
0: Good, Joe. Uh, can we expect uh, some more steward training and some uh, some internal meetings that you're going to be conducting with your own stewards?
1: Yes, Mr. Barr and I had some dialogue about uh, this specifically t- uh, to uh, to address the steward situation and uh, the lack in some areas of uh, training. And uh, Mr. Barr and I discussed that. And uh, we're going to, in addition to having these stewards, uh, services, service centers uh, to service the clients, we're also going to have uh, steward training. So, uh, you know, they understand that this is what's expected of them, and they'll be given the appropriate materials. And so they can, you know, perform their job, most definitely. Good.
0: John, can you clear up some of the misinformation um, about contract meetings and a whole lot of tentative agreements between POEM and the city of Detroit on behalf of EMS?
2: Yes. Uh, we had uh, two negotiating committee, or negotiation com- uh, meetings with the city. And at the end of that, uh, we heard that I had signed a, an agreement and agreed to everything they said. All they did was present their issues, if you will, uh, or little contract changes and they went through it all. The third and the fourth meetings we were to have the city canceled them. okay so you know they just they we just, haven't agreed you know, to a bunch of stuff agreed and, to, nothing right. nothing is agreed there's no tentative agreements there is nothing at this point good I will say that uh, we are putting together a negotiating committee which will not necessarily be the stewards. it will be those members who expressed to us at a couple meetings that you and I had, Ed, with the general membership that wanted to uh, serve on a negotiating committee. We will be contacting them by next Friday and to make sure that they still want to uh, serve on that committee.
0: Yeah, and I want to take this opportunity to thank the people that served on the bylaws committees that hammered out a whole bunch of language with you and I over... Oh, well over a dozen hours of working at that and hope that the, the local association goes ahead and adopts some bylaws very very quickly to help govern themselves listen joe barney thanks for joining us john thank you good luck to you guys i want to tell the members on the poam site there is plenty of information there's grievance uh forms there as well as on on this particular homepage. but there's grievance work uh, lists. There's FMLA information. There is just Tuition tons of valuable. Pardon me? Tuition reimbursement. Oh, yeah. On 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 this particular homepage, too. But I want to r- remind people that the POEM site has everything. And then I- anything that may cross over, we're putting on both sites. But I don't want people to think that this is uh, – the, the homepage is the only uh, – Um, source of information for them. POAM is an encyclopedia of stuff. So please go ahead and surf the POAM site some more. Um, We're going to be putting future uh, mailings uh, to you in your home and also postings on this site on a very, very regular basis. Uh, Joe has some ideas uh, that we're going to be implementing by the end of the week. And uh, we're going to be putting a ton of information on it. And if something uh, comes across the wire that needs to be posted within an hour, we can get it on this particular homepage within an hour, and that's a good thing. And then I also finally want to remind all the members that if they have any questions or concerns, call the POEM office. Talk to Joe, talk to John, or talk to me, and we'll direct you the right way. We'll answer the questions uh, to the best of our ability and, and hopefully give you the information that you need. Thanks, guys. I
1: want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of the POAM podcast radio show. I want to remind you that each and every month you can find every single podcast online on Apple
0: iTunes. Just search for POAM. They're also available for download or for live listen on our website. Visit us at poam.net. Get on our newsletter and send us all of
1: your comments and suggestions for future shows.